Hello, fabulous friends, fans, and superstars. Welcome to Synchronicity Web TV. I am your host, Nadia Shaw, and this is your moment of synchronicity. Well, I'm so excited to celebrate with you today, Gesheda Kiowak. Now, Gesheda is somebody that I have known of for years, really, because for years she has been part of bringing Indigenous awareness and the sacred to many an astrology conference and astrology event. She's widely respected in our community for doing just that, bringing an awareness of spirit and the land on which we stand and sit and connect to right where we are, especially in the Americas. Now, Gesheda is now going to be part of the upcoming Canadian Astrology Conference. I'm so excited that Gesheda is going to be joining us in Calgary, Alberta, the weekend of September 15th. And so I look forward to seeing anybody there who is anywhere near Calgary, uh, south of the border, north of the border, wherever you find yourself, you'll get to uh, learn from Gesheda and so much more. Uh, there's lots to talk about here. Gesheda, welcome. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here, Nadia. Thank you. It's so nice to get to know you this way. I'm so looking forward to our conversation because, like I said, I know that you are widely respected and known, especially within the astrology community, for all that you bring and the way in which you are known to do opening and closing ceremonies that really remind us, especially those conferences that happen in the Americas, that we are on Indigenous land, right? We are on Native land. Um, can you talk about that, your own roots, your own understanding of our Indigenous roots? Well, my own family is Celtic and Mediterranean tribal, and so uh, we lived very close to the earth. Um, but I was recognized very uh, early in my journey, and I was adopted by Grandmother Twilight, the Seneca wolf plant. Um, so I studied both Seneca and Celtic. Um, so we say tribal, not so much Indigenous. Um, but for me, it's very much like from a very young age, the earth has always spoken to me. And so I, I live in rhythm with the earth. Um, we say the earth is the uh, living, breathing library. And so, um, again, for us, it's very much about um, honoring these, these portals, like a full moon or a new moon or a solstice or, you know, the major learner standstill, which I'm looking forward to chatting with you about. Um, but it's these alignments that are part of um, what I like to think um, super consciousness or, or, you know, um, spiritual path or just people who are interested again in, in um, something outside of the, the culture <laughs> that we live in. Yes. I mean, there's that mainstream industrialization culture. And then it, it's been interesting how a more earth-based or intuitive understanding of our environment, whether that's your actual uh, connection to the earth and your surroundings, or whether that's a connection to the sky, because I consider that very earth-based as well. The cosmos and the earth are so intimately tied together. It's interesting how that is considered at contrast, like those two factors, like you've got industrialization, all the way over here, the modern world, all the way over here, and then all the way the other way, you've got a connection to Earth. But 
it seems maybe. like more and more. Yeah, like there's maybe sense. Maybe talk <laughs> about that. Yeah, talk about that. Well, like, that's the duality, right? So I I don't know that that's a belief system that I I don't I you know I don't think that's the that's I don't think that's the cosmic blueprint. I think we came here to be here on the earth, and I think that living on the earth isn't easy. I just don't think it's an easy gig down here. So industrialization and then connecting to the earth, I don't think either one is really the answer. It's somewhere in between. And and I think that the culture is evolving. And I think that that's really kind of what astrology and these sacred sites are about um, that are out there. We're going to go to one, I think, at the conference, the Majorville Medicine Will the oldest Canadian um, uh, sacred site in Canada. We're souls. We incarnated, and we're, we live here on the earth, and that's the big experiment. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, I think now more of us want balance, and that balance is, just as you described, it's about being somewhere in the middle because that's really where we are. We are spiritual beings, but we are incarnated. Uh, we have ancient roots and ancestors from which our intuition and wisdom comes, but we also live in modern times with the blessings of that. And there are many blessings of that. I mean, I think about you know, all these human rights movements, all these privileges that we enjoy today. A lot of that is because of the modern world that we have co-created here together. And so finding that balance, I think, is is a big part of finding peace within ourselves as well. I, I really, truly agree. And I think it's our evolution. I don't think you can go back. You know, I think that you and I wouldn't be talking without technology, which, you know, technology, especially during the pandemic, you know, kind of kept us together. You know, we were able to stay connected. And um, I just think it's um, like you can't put the genie back in the box. <laughs> Right. right. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to think of how we're moving into this, you know, quote unquote, age of the age of Aquarius. I am hugely fascinated by the age of Aquarius. I'll tell you, I've made many a video on it. And it's interesting to me to consider how, on the one hand, it seems that we collectively are moving towards this sense of only wanting to live consciousness. And Maybe the internet and living online is a reflection of that. But then you've also got people rejecting that and thinking that means living off grid, living entirely off the land. But most people, I think, when they see either, they think of it as an extreme. But they do want both. And, and to find a way to integrate both, I think, is part of the, the spiritual opportunity the spiritual growth of this moment of where we find ourselves in as humanity. Well, I think you have to. And, and for me as a messenger, you know, I, I speak to spirit and friends quite often. Um, it's kind of part of my job. Um, but to me, it, it, it is kind of like the internet, you know, and, and that's kind of part of the as above, so below. And in the medicine wheel tradition, we talk about the truth line. We talk about the tree. Um, you know, as above, so below, but it's, it's very much about, um, you know, for me, you just, you know, when you are grounded, then your connection to the other world or the cosmos, I think gets stronger. Um, 
And then, you know, if you just practice, because that's all it is, really, it's like a search engine, you know. So, you know, I'll say out loud, gosh, you know, I wonder how old that, you know, where else there's a medicine wheel like that one in Majorville, right? And, you know, then all of a sudden I'll start looking and you start to, you know, hear things. So spirit is very much like the internet. <laughs> I think so. Oh, that's a you wonderful know, observation. You type in the question, right? And, you know, you, you got to let it go of your attachments, right? <laughs> your agendas. Um, yes. But then I think the answers, the answers come. And I think that, I think that's what I, I get heartened about the future um, because I think our, it's in the hands of our youth. I think that they are, you know, in my tradition, we have no, uh, we are a soul. We have no gender. This is a man-made experience. Um, we celebrate the divine feminine and the divine masculine. And we understand that this is the two energies that govern the universe. Um, and one is not more important than the other. Um, and and so, again, you know, when we look to our youth, I think that they're, they're onto something here. You know, we're evolving. Um, but, you know, we also have, in, as you say, the industry and, you know, I think this is the part of, in my tradition, what we call the prophecy. Um, we are taught by our elders um, that we are leaving the fourth world. The fourth world, Nadia, is uh, the world of separation, the world of conflict, the world of wars. And I think we live in this time since 2019 or earlier, but, you know, we went into 200 years of air, got the whole Pluto thing going on, you know, <laughs> It's kind of an interesting time. Um, but I really feel that, you know, our elders talked about this time. And when I was younger, I used to think, what are they talking about? Like, that's never going to happen. And yet all of the things that I was told have happened. So that's kind of eerie, right? They talked about these things. And so the fourth world is that I think that I don't want this. I don't want that. There's got to be something else. And I think that's consciousness. That's our evolution. And our elders call it the fifth world. So that's where we move into the higher realms. We become more intentional in business, more intentional in our way in which we um, are on the earth. And I think that that's our future. I think that there's lots of room for growth. <laughs> I think we're in the early days. But I think that this is the time that all that's in the sky at this time is really about that. We're we're in big transformation and big evolutionary change, I perceive. What do you think? I love that you, well, look, there's so many gems there, but I will say that there's so much in our world now that can distract you if you want it to and if you let it. And I think our sense of just kind of letting ourselves go along wherever the winds of attention want to take us have led us in many ways to where we are now. And I think this, what's happening with the environment, the physical earth and the way in which she's saying, you know, what's taking place with her, it's hotter than ever. They're saying it's going from global warming. Now they're calling it global boiling. And every year it feels like they say, this is the hottest temperatures that have ever been on the earth. 
the hottest temperatures that have ever been in Canada. We see it every year now. And I think these are all ways in which the earth itself is saying, be with me with intention. And so I love that you use that word, the intentionality to what you bring. And we live in a world where with all this heightened air energy, and and I know this too, because I am an Aquarius sun, it is very easy for me to live entirely in the realm of thought. But lately, I've had these very powerful experiences where, and it started happening early this year, where I started having these dizzy spells, like really getting, you know, not in a good space. And I remember sort of coming across the information that, well, people get dizzy when their brain doesn't get enough oxygen. And that to me was a huge wake up call that as much as I can just sit in front of my computer and days could go by, I need to remember that I am incarnated. I need to remember that I have a physical body. I have to move it every day. I have to breathe deeply every day, move my body so that my brain gets oxygen not about ego, not about vanity. It's about ensuring that my spirit and my body are able to work together better, more optimally. And so a lot uh, of what you're sharing is is so profound in that respect. I, I feel like a lot of us are having this very experience as well. Well, we, and I really appreciate you saying that because in we, I tell my students and my clients, go outside for 45 minutes a day. Like it's, I don't want to talk to them if they haven't been outside, because they're not grounded, they're not in their bodies, they're not going to hear anything I say. And if they haven't had anything to eat, and they haven't hydrated, I don't want to talk to them either. <laughs> like you, because you need to be here. Um, I love the Japanese because of there's, there's the work that they've done with forest bathing, right? Um, which again, I love science because it substantiates so much of what we know. Um, and again, that's the other piece. I just think that this is a real time for people to really know that they can be connected to the earth and self-care, you know, is being connected to the earth. So I love to hear that you're you're getting outside and you're getting away from your computer. <laughs> well, look, not always, I, to be very straightforward, not always outside. <laughs> because like right now I'm in the boonies. I'm like hours outside of Toronto. And you know, I have a Sag moon. So those who watch me regularly know that I love travel. According to TripAdvisor, I have walked 28% of this planet. And it's true. I really have. I love to explore the world. So when I'm out there in the exotic world, yeah, I'm really active and moving around. But here, I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to go outside. What is there outside? Let me just stay inside. But that, that, isn't working for me, right? That. And so I, uh, it's just the physical movement and you're right, the fresh air, it returns us to ourselves, doesn't it? Well, it really does. And, you know, I, again, I, I, some of my background is energy psychology and, you know, of course they went to Harvard and they had to, you know, prove that grounding enhances your life force. So again, you get outside, your life force expands, you ground, and then you're actually able, I think, to do more. Like I, I walk for two hours a day. I think I get more done because I'm in the forest. I'm in the bush. And uh, and I love it. But that's me. I got to get outside. <laughs> I love it. So I want to take a step back because you spoke about this site that is 
the oldest archaeological site in Canada, uh, possibly in the in Canada, U.S., North America. Can you talk about this site? Because I know that uh, as part of the Canadian Astrology Conference, so once again, everybody, Gusheda is going to be a part of the upcoming Canadian Astrology Conference taking place in Calgary, Alberta, the weekend of September 15. And I know there's just a very limited time left to take part in early bird rates. If you can't join us live, that's okay. There's an online component as well. However, for Gusheda's workshop, you do need to be there in person. Uh, and so, Gasheda, can you tell us about this workshop you're going to be leading and also the actual location as well? Because I'm so curious to know about this. Well, again, it's the Majorville Medicine Will. It's the oldest site in Canada. Um, and it's very it's one of the it's one of the largest medicine wheels in North America. What we love about it is that it's aligned to the summer uh, and winter solstices. Um, and as well as other festivals and the moons. So it's it's quite large. It's in the middle of nowhere on the prairie, about an hour and a half from Calgary. So we're going to go out there together. Um, and what I will do is I will teach you how to connect to the land, how to make that connection with the Living Breathing Library. Um, and so we will then as a group go and explore it. Um, we're going to do some dowsing, so we'll bring out the dowsing rods so we can um, find the areas that might feel the strongest. And, you know, I'll teach about um, sacred sites. As you know, I've been to many of them like yourself. I'm, I, I, want, I love to travel, and um, every sacred site is a complex, and this is what people don't realize. They think it's one thing. So what we like about the Majorville complex is it's big. And we know that it's got, you know, some interesting alignments and I'm thinking Venus is in there. So, you know, we're going to go and as astrologers, but also as tribal astrologers, um, listen to what this potential um, site has to, to teach us, but also to learn. And what's fantastic about this site, um, and I couldn't get this in the description, 100 words, um, is that it's... a still in use so it's um 45 to 5,000 years it's gonna we date it always by the sky which i'm sure you know um and so when we get a better sense of some of the alignments then that'll give us a greater understanding but it's probably over 5,000 years old from my perspective but what makes it fascinating is that it's been an ongoing ceremonial site for over 5,000 years now, that is pretty magical. So it's never shut down as a, as a site. It's been a continuous ceremonial place. Um, and so that means, that, you know, that there's an intentional energy there very significantly that's been happening for um, over 5,000 years. Wow. And it's been growing and it's been built on and built on continuously over yeah. so many millennia. So it holds the power of every person who's brought intention there, every ritual uh, that's taken place there, every prayer that's happened there, it holds that. And so I know there are a lot of people looking forward to that uh, experience as well, to tap into the power of that space 
and of that moment. Now, it's interesting you mentioned Venus retrograde. I think that's a wonderful segue because you talked about the prophecy, right, earlier. Can you talk a little bit about that, especially in the context of where we are right now with Venus retrograde? Well, again, um, in the time of the prophecy, what I would say about these sites, just to tie into the prophecy in the sites, is that these sites are living, breathing calendars and um, computer chips from our ancestors to teach us about this time that we're in. So they're, you know, it's like they were left by us, built by us, maybe some of us, hard to know, but that they're, they're actual portals. Um, in alignments that are saying to us, these are really, really important because wherever you have a sacred site, then you have what we call the ley lines, Nadia, and they cross. And wherever there's something like the Majorville Medicine Wheel, um, or we're living in the time of the prophecy, we have these nodes. And when they cross, there are nodes. And again, when we use the dowsing rods, um, we'll see that. What does that mean in terms of the prophecy? I think these sites were created for this time so that we would remember who it is that we really are and what we're supposed to know. And they're, you know, to me, they're living, breathing libraries and they're a remembrance. So, um, if you and I have different soul origins, which is hard to imagine, we're such lovely sisters, but we might, um, we would still be able to go to that medicine wheel and phone home. So I see it always as an alignment to the soul. I see this time that we're living in um, as a react these sacred sites in 1987, 2007. You know, 1987 we reactivated the Earth grid. So many of the sacred sites at that time, the Earth grid, the portals, the alignments, um, all of this I feel is has a certain amount of predetermination, and that's where I really love astrologers because what's going on up in that sky is activating these sacred sites um, on the earth ground because the planet is ascending um, the, you know and we are with her um, and that's where as souls um, you know the earth mother is fine that our I remember you know grandmother Twyla asking her you know you know about the earth changes you know and she said I don't know if I'll be here she said, you know, the earth is fine. It's the two-legged who are who are who need to be aware of it. So in our tradition, this is what we teach. We have all of these amazing celestial alignments that are happening. We have the ascension of the earth. <laughs> and then we have the two-legged in the middle. <laughs> we might want to figure it out a little bit more, get more connected to the earth. Um and acknowledge the sky like you know we're i think that's the most interesting thing to me always is these sacred sites the sky and so you see the sun but it's always you know we were in machu picchu once and you know the guy said to me it's a night place you know so you know you can't get away from it you know these amazing sites were built for the sky and they observed the sky and they're living, breathing libraries. So, you know, and when you go to Stonehenge or you go to these more well-known sites, this is their precursor. We don't know what they were used for, <laughs> but we know they were used as observatories um, so that they could predict 
you know, um, you know, astrological events um, to support them on living on the earth. So I would say, what's the significance of the medicine? Well, it's a living, breathing computer. Show up, put your little prayer in, and let's see what comes back. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah, you put that prayer in, you put that intention in. And you can see how, as part of the mystery, how it reveals itself to you or unveils itself to you, sometimes in ways you hadn't anticipated, uh, sometimes in ways that seem like you're not getting what you thought you were going to get or what you wanted to get. But then in the fullness of time, very often we get much, much better. I think much better sometimes than anything we could have planned for ourselves, than we could have envisioned for ourselves. Well, unfortunately, with Gesheda being all the way north in Canada, uh, the internet ended up being not as stable as we had hoped, but that's really okay because you will be able to see Gesheda in person leading a workshop exploring the sacred site that she just spoke about at the Canadian Astrology Conference taking place the weekend of September 15th. 2023 in Calgary, Alberta. All those links are below. For a very limited time, there is an early bird rate. So I hope that you will join us online or in person. Calgary, Alberta and the Canadian Astrology Conference. I'm going to be MC. So we're going to have a lot of fun there together for a wonderful astrological weekend. Well, thank you so much out there for everybody watching. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you. And until we connect again, Take care. Bye.